What, what's uh, up with the robots? Well, actually, this is more of... Have you ever heard of Noel Sharkey? No. Okay, he is a robotics expert, and he is also a guy who used to be a huge believer in artificial intelligence and how you could bring artificial intelligence to robots, mm-hmm. so and thereby you know, improving our relationship with them and then how they'll be able to relate to us. What he is noticing is as we get closer and closer to a time when we are going to be working more and more with robots. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had stories about how the Japanese are having wanting robots to take care of their elderly and how we're wanting to... (laughs) I noticed he refers to keeping old people in their homes. And and obviously from this article, you can see that, you know, they're really, the Japanese are really going for this full tilt boogie. And then also how we've, you know, many, many times talked about robots with warfare. Well, He's extremely concerned that the robots will never be able to possess enough true human understanding to be able to safely work in those ways, to, you know, to be able to give the kind of care to elderly people mm-hmm. that they would require, to be able to um, discern between when you're to blow up a bus and when you're not to blow up a bus. It's mm-hmm. basically you say blow up, that's all they understand is blow up. It's like you mean carry. It's like you carry and squeeze. Well, yeah. Well, they're robots. But no, no but I thought this was a well, it was a welcome because you and I have had discussions about this before, right? Usually it ends with you saying there's no other alternative other than robots taking over the world. I had, it's back. I was going to say this. One word, Norma. Uh, Norma. One word, Nora. Terminator. Terminator. No, but I like the fact that he was saying, you know, there are things that robots can do, like going into dangerous situations, et cetera, et cetera. But putting some cold water on the idea of consciousness and that that I think is a really welcome and you know it's not that helpful to the conversation I think to have these overblown ideas of what AI can actually accomplish then you talk to some of these leading people in uh, AI and they're really talking about that as though it's just around the corner but you know they've been putting gigantic gobs of money into this for a really long time yeah. and they're not very close to having anything remotely like consciousness yeah well he was just but talking that doesn't about mean nuance you know like yeah. they just they don't have it but what but it doesn't mean though that you can't design a robot that we as humans will feel fondly towards, which I think oh, they yeah. al- they already have done a lot of experiments with that, just because we're, yeah, well, we're we anthropomorphize. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. in such a in such a way. But he really seemed very, very concerned that we were moving ahead, especially with military applications and caregiving applications, mm-hmm. and that we hadn't thought about it as far as legislation and basically just allowing this to happen. Because I guess he was seeing a lot of crushed old Japanese people and you know and cities blown up by robots who don't know any better. I think he makes a, a very good point, and that's my sort of point about the keeping people in their homes too, which is why I think it's a good point that he makes, is that idea of like solving the technical problem. Like even if you get a thing where they, you know, you can lift up the old person and put them in the bath and there's not a technical problem with it, there's still the problem of like they're not having human contact. And once you start allowing your technocratic rationality to supplant your substantive rationality... Whoa! Oh, she is the smartest woman in the world. <gasps> oh. I got a little hot under the collar talking about those robots. I know, and I, you know what? 
I jumped ahead because you were first. I know. I was wondering. You were lucky. I that's so, why I was hot under the collar. Yeah. No, you have something that's I didn't really understand. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing that I found via Michael Surtees uh, blog, Design Notes, which is he's a Canadian, I believe, living in New York. And yeah, he's I think a designer so. and he's got a great little blog. But he pointed uh, out Clock 2, which is a, an actual real-world clock. It's like a big square. You put it up on your wall, and it's got a whole bunch of little letters. And every five minutes, it tells you the time in words. So it would say 8 o'clock, like the vi- letters that spell out E-I-G-H-T-O-clock yeah. will light up. But it's done in this way that's sort of deliberately vague, so that it just kind of tells you... It's about five after seven. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, which yeah, I it's really a quarter like. after eight. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's so old school. Very old nice. school. And uh, Dan, actually, my colleague Dan Meisner, had a thing uh, called Fuzzy Clock, which is a thing that you can put on your, you know, the little computer time signal on the corner of your screen. Yeah. That does a similar thing with its kind of readout. And I thought, this is kind of an interesting thing, because, of course, we've had clocks with us for so long and you know i'm wearing a watch i always wear a watch although if you think about it there's like i have a watch collection do you Mm -hmm. there's like wall clocks your cell phone clock the clock on your ipod the clock on the computer the clocks on the parking meters there's display clocks on the side of buildings there's a million clocks like there's a lot that's what they're kind of trying to address is we have all these sort of functional clocks you don't really need to buy a dedicated thing that will tell you the time because there are all these kinds of embedded clocks everywhere, but they're not very interesting. You know how people's dads in like the bar in their basement would have like the drunken guy like time for another drink or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> very old school. Oh, oh dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm that's hungry. It. Let's eat. I know. You're going to have some of my corn that I grew. I'm, I'm very excited. Yes, it's called Bilka corn. Bilka? Bilka. I made it. I grew it. I made it. I grew it with my cousin, Bill. So it's Bill Bilka. and Kath. Okay. Yes. This is the, like the ones that the crows didn't get a hold of, eh? Or the no, raccoons. the raccoons. Mm. Yes. So Come to the blog. For links to these stories and more and pictures of the corn. God, <laughs> Bye. Bye.